Broadcasting from deep within the great pit of Carcoon, this is the Dewback Discussion Podcast. Your source for Star Wars news, theories, and reviews. With your hosts, Jared Bachman-Stubbs and Mike Dolan. Welcome back to the Dewback Discussion Podcast. I'm your host, Jared the Dark Jedi. Uh, Darth Id, Michael Doling, is laughing at me because of how stressful (laughs) this was getting started. Um, And we are joined this week by a lovely guest. We have Tyler Bucks from the Squadron Chatter Podcast. How's it going, bud? Or is it Chatter Squadron? It's Chatter Squadron, but you I know, keep I've flipping it in called, my mind. I don't know why. I've never been called lovely before, so I appreciate that. Well, it is nothing but true. <laughs> I would never blow smoke up your ass, sir. Um, <laughs> I appreciate that as well. Oh, yes, of course. Uh, before we get into the nitty gritty of uh, Tyler's beat, uh, Mike, what have you been up to this past week? Well, I've been working at my job, Keystone Foam. Uh, I had a weird guy uh, <laughs> walk in on me while I was taking a shit. Uh, he hung oh, out for do. a little too long. Then he slammed the door and said I should have locked the door, to which I replied, it doesn't lock. To which he said, it locks. To which I said, no, it don't. In the whole Western PA accent. So that yeah, was pretty gotta, fun. Yeah, you gotta speak. Yeah, you gotta speak the native language. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, other than that, uh, what do you call it? I've just been doing stuff, uh, working also for a guy at my college, getting some hours in, uh, driving him around, um, yeah. You're working for like a monk, right? Yeah. That's awesome. I love that. They're literal, they're, they're real life Jedi Knights. Look up the Benedictines. They're, they're real Jedi. Yeah. Do they have laser swords? Uh, that they do. Oh wow! Oh yeah, yeah. And they're typically Benedictines take yellow blades. Yeah, (laughs) but we'll get into that later. Yeah, I can't wait. Cool. We can definitely hear the Infinity Gauntlet in here, Travis. (laughs) We can hear that you were playing with my gauntlet. Um. I don't know what you're talking about. Oh man. Um, my week has not been bad. Um, okay, I'm switching back to the other side because I'm getting scary echo with those headphones. Um, it is terrifying. It is absolute nightmare fuel. It is not as bassy with this, having like the normal earbuds in. Um, but Travis is just staring into the void with it. Um, yeah, you know, I just doing shoes, selling shoes and working and, you know, doing my usual beat. Uh, talking a lot with Tyler this past week, trying to set up this episode and everything, and, you know, getting Dubak shared on the Star Wars news page, which, thank you again. Um, I do what I can. <laughs> just a man trying to make his word, worry in the universe. Uh, but moving <laughs> yeah, from exactly. that, uh, Tyler, please introduce yourself to the lovely Dubackers. Let everybody know what's going on. 
So for people that don't know, my name is Tyler Bucks. I co-host the show Chatter Squadron, where we are your weekly dose of Star Wars fun and positivity. Um, and like that, we have a weekly podcast where we cover the news. Um, but we do sketches and little comedy things. Uh, I host it with uh, someone named Mike Calhoun, who is a comedian in the area uh, that I live, which is Northeast Ohio. And uh, we've been doing it for almost two years at this point. That's awesome. I love it. I know you were uh, sent me the little sneak peek you had of the skit coming out on the 4th. So people, keep your eyes out for that. It'll be, it, it looks like it's going to be a lot of fun. I know I'm going to get a couple chuckles out of it. <laughs> Hopefully we get more than a couple chuckles. Well, well um, you, you know, of course, there's going to be more than a couple. But, but yeah, like uh, you were referencing, we have our first uh, uh, sketch video coming out on the 4th of July. Uh, basically, we're trying to bring Star Wars to people when they least expect it. And uh, we're putting on uh, Star Wars fireworks display in Mike's backyard. That's basically the premise of the video. And uh, we're going to be, instead of watching fireworks, we're going to be watching the explosions of Star Wars. Um, so you can find that full video on the 4th, and that'll be on our Facebook at Chatter Squadron and Star Wars Podcast, or our YouTube just at Chatter Squadron. See, I would like, I would watch that, I would watch a version of it that is just the seismic charges from Attack of the Clones. <laughs> Bam, yeah, bah, yeah, the heavy metal. We did um, a whole video so, on that as well. Oh, good. Greatest <laughs> sound effect ever, ever. Dethroned I mean, for me by hard. Kylo Ren's lightsaber. The what? I like Kylo's lightsaber. It got dethroned for me by Kylo's lightsaber. But it, it sounds like a coughing blaster bolt. <laughs> I like the grinding sounds that it makes. Like the, the ignition is super cool, but its idle hum is so scary. Yeah. yeah. It sounds dangerous, which it is. Yes, the just damn like things its about owner. to explode. Yeah. <laughs> if you don't I mean, like if you didn't it, have those two like little, you know, uh, the 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 cross guards. No. I was going to say, like, you know, training wheels on it. Oh, know? shut up. <laughs> They're not training wheels. If anything, that makes the saber more difficult to use. It's the opposite of a training wheel. Can't use it like wheels. a traditional saber. But moving right along, we do have some Star Wars news for you kids out there this week. Uh, well, hopefully not kids, because we, we, we say the fuck word a lot here. <laughs> Um, that specific word, yeah. The, the specific word, fuck, we say it a lot <laughs> around here. Um, so apologies, Tyler, if you have a younger audience coming around here who hear us pirates. <laughs> we, we will see. <laughs> Only time will tell what, what, Only... what audience carries over. <laughs> mind Hopefully, you, my, yeah. my cat And you is might get stuck with it. a bunch of vulgar... <laughs> Uh, jackasses from the Dubak community who are just like, oh, fucking A, right, you know? Yeah, brother! Not Mind the... you, my cat is laying on his back in front of me right now, and he's only four years old, so I'll cover oh, his ears. Oh, my apologies. I'm, I'm, I'm cursing so loudly in front of this young kitty. He's he's really offended, but it'll is be he, okay. Is he a tabby cat? How much fur does he have? He's a Maine Coon. <laughs> oh my god! I love Maine Coons! Yeah, he's really Because cool. my host mom... While I was studying abroad, had a Maine Coon descended cat, and it mm. was the most adorable thing ever. Her name was May. Yeah, he he's the best. He's giving me moral support with this recording right now. 
There you go. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 been a it's been a time and a half trying to get this ready, and I apologize <laughs> for that. Um, but yeah, moving right along, we got uh, some really fun interviews with Daisy Ridley this week. She's been doing press for Ophelia, and since there's a little indie flick coming out at the end of the year called The Rise of Skywalker, she's <laughs> been talking a lot about that. So with that said, uh, Tyler, since you are our guest, if you want to read through this first length article from uh, Star Wars Newsnet. Yeah, let me pull it up here uh, while my internet uh, works for me. But uh, I believe this is the one that we were uh, you sent over about Carrie Fisher and uh, the interview from Vulture, correct? Yes. Okay, so in this interview, Vulture uh, first says to Daisy, In the new Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker trailer, we see you and Carrie Fisher embracing a tear running down your face. I know that that scene was compiled using unused footage from The Force Awakens, but do you remember the original context of that moment? And Daisy Ridley says, and I, I can't do a Daisy Ridley uh, impression. Should you I just try? have to be just try to be as adorable as you can possibly muster. Cute oh, Brit. boy, cute Brit. Cute, How cute, cute is such Brit. an understatement. She says, uh, "I do." Uh, it's not a million miles away from the scene. what the scene is. It was very sad. I found it very moving to watch it because I do remember the original. And it's a strange thing to do for someone that's not around anymore to be brought back to life. It's eerie that it resonates so much with that story, uh, with the, what the story is this time. It's pretty amazing. Um, the one thing I liked the most about this was when Vulture asked, do you remember how you and Carrie discussed playing the scene? And uh, for people who are listeners of my show, we don't curse on that show, but I can do it here. She said, uh, she was actually whispering to me, this is a fucking long hug. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to do my acting like, oh my God, Carrie, there wasn't any discussion about what we were going to do. And there definitely wasn't any do-back discussion about what they were going to do. Oh, no, there wasn't. I see what you did there. Um, but, uh, yeah, I this is interesting. I know there are some people kind of plucking that one line in the article about the whole um, uh, how it, how it kind of comes back to the story and whether or not that is a nod to there being, you know, the whole return of Sidious and everything. But I just... Hearing stories about Carrie just always it's just always a gut punch. And well, always, I was lucky uh, enough I was lucky enough to be at the uh, episode nine panel at Celebration and Oh you were. Oh uh, yeah. And uh, the sound monster. that the audience made when that scene came up for Carrie and, and when um they showed a picture, a still of her, I believe they did uh during the panel the sound everybody made uh you just had to be there to feel the emotion that was running through everybody i can only imagine <laughs> yeah like it reminds me of uh one of the videos i love watching from time to time are uh it's when mark hamill delivered a eulogy after carrie's death and it's like this it's like was it an hour or is it like only 30 minutes Remember that one where it's like Warwick Davis comes on? Have you seen it? Oh, it was like the 40th anniversary of um, A New Hope, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah that was just like the it. whole, yeah. I yeah. haven't seen that. 
it's really beautiful. It's like it. The stories are hysterical, like about Carrie. How like on the set of like Return of the Jedi, she would like have like philosophy books. She'd be reading like Nietzsche and like Sartre, and because she was really insecure because she never graduated high school. So like mm-hmm. Mark Hamill would be like, like what are you doing? Like reading those books? And then she'd be like, I'm trying to read them to look smart, you know. <laughs> so it's very Leia of her too. In yeah, her, yeah, just like entrenched in philosophy. But in this uh, interview as well, that's kind of when they talked about uh, Vulture asked about the future of Star Wars um, and how Carrie and other people came back from, you know, the original trilogy to be in the, the next ones. Daisy basically was just saying, like, I have no clue what's <laughs> what's going to happen. And, and I like the uh, the little thing she said about how the this one, the next uh, movie the rise of skywalker hasn't even come out yet and people are saying what about going forward like that's just <laughs> how we are already of like oh man that's gonna be so cool but like you know what else are you gonna do like you could tell us that too well yeah it's also a lot of people trying to like dictate what the movie's gonna be before it comes out which is never good it's dangerous learned. like let the artists do their stuff you know in no way. That's impossible for people to do. <laughs> well, yeah. You, you, nowadays. You can't, you can't claim that somebody raped your childhood if you let them make the movie they want to make, Michael. <laughs> what, are, what are people supposed to scream about online? <laughs> yeah. I just love, like, the... the Social media sucks sometimes. I just like whenever people debate the whole... Um, the validity of, like... Uh, the newer movies versus the, the sequels themselves who yeah. responded to whenever the other movies came out like if Return of the Jedi came out today yeah it would be a hell it would be hell living hell well that's like, something I've, I've said for a while now especially um, you know Emperor Palpatine shooting uh, lightning from his fingers he was never confirmed to be able to do that <laughs> what the fuck yeah you know, I I, I don't want to. Uh, I I understand when people have concerns about the new movies or any movie. Like it's it's totally fine, but I I really do subscribe to that thought of if some even any of the movies came out today of the original trilogy, there would be some type of you know what Yoda was this ba warrior right. and now he's in a swamp and you know there's there's always going to be some type of concern and. I like to look at that as a way to be like, you know, there there would have been these types of concerns back then, but for some reason we don't ha- we didn't have those. So how do I obtain that now? You know, how do I watch these new things in that same, uh, you know, new fan lens? And that's what I try to do with all of, uh, with all of Star Wars content. But it's really hard not to just get overly analytical about it. Yeah. You're absolutely right, and that's that's the best example of Palpatine, like the existence of Force lightning on top of, you know, the fact that he just kind of shows up mm-hmm. to be the slightly worse bad guy next to Vader. Um, <laughs> but yeah, moving right along, still talking about Daisy and her press tour. Uh, she was on the Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon. Uh, which was really funny. Did any of you guys see the clip of her rapping along to Lady Marmalade? I did not. 
I saw I saw a little bit. There's something with me though when when someone who because I did music for a long time. When someone who usually doesn't do music does some type of musical thing, I get that like that you know you're at church and the person who shouldn't be singing is singing and you can't escape feeling. Oh yeah. So I've yeah. seen I've seen part of yeah. it but not all of it. But when I saw that part start coming up, I was like, I don't. Oh, I mean, I'm sure she's great, but I can't. I just <laughs> I just get... see unhear that stuff. And there was like that one clip of her and Oscar Isaac from like The Force Awakens when they were like singing and it's cold outside together. And they sounded oh. great. <laughs> and then you have this like adorable white British girl, like right. you know, uh, like what was I can't even remember the part of it. I think it was the little Kim verse, where it was <laughs> yeah, like the you so. know the badass bitches of the Moulin Rouge, and it's like, oh, I don't. This is this doesn't feel right. <laughs> this is Daisy Ridley. Um, but yeah, Tyler, if you want to read this article about the Tonight Show, it's the second one in the notes. Yeah, this is this one's funny because. You know, uh, Jimmy Fallon and Daisy Ridley, they're both kind of, like, relaxed talkers in a way, you know, kind of chill. Um, so them talking back and forth to each other, it's a lot of, like, yeah, um, mm-hmm, yeah, you know, like that type of talk. So I can just kind That's of summarize it, because it's hard. <laughs> it, there's a lot of back and forth between the two. Um, but Jimmy's basically saying like, this is a big moment for star Wars that, um, you know, it's the last in the, the series. And, um, <laughs> Jimmy says, you know, there's no more star Wars after this. And Daisy's like, well, there's more star Wars, like <laughs> just mm-hmm. not this exact story. Um, and this is where she talks about the story that JJ and her met up at, in a public cafe and, JJ just laid out the story for the Rise of Skywalker in public with her <laughs> over lunch. <laughs> I can't. If we'd have been there, I mean, we'd have to get like our asses shoved out. Like, <laughs> yeah, I'd kill to just be like right behind, just just to be that server. Just here's your right. coffee. Here's your donut. What happens to Kylo Ren? <laughs> you just like awkwardly stand there, like staring at space, like right between them, like. Like, hoping they don't see you. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Um, But she did say, but regardless, the story changed. So, like, he told me the thing, and then a few months later, it changed. So, I don't know how much it it changed, but she was talking about the ending of it and the ending being epic even then. And then she didn't really double down of all the ending changed. So, So, possibly, she got, like, the main gist of what was going on. But then some of the stuff in between from beginning to end just had to get reshuffled or, or scrapped for, you know, something else that had to be put in. Well, I she um, was talking about before how obviously there was Colin Trevorrow, mm-hmm. who was supposed to write and direct. And mm-hmm. she said in an interview that Trevorrow's script brought her to tears. Mm. Uh, I, I saw that script, but I didn't know whose script so that was. I don't know if like Trevorrow is gonna, still going to get a writing credit, how much of the movie is still a holdover of the Colin Trevorrow version mm. of The Rise of Skywalker, or if it's like, a completely different fucking movie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I have a feeling but, like it'll be a little closer to the completely different side. Probably. That's what J- I would expect. 
I think JJ um, kind of had a good idea in mind at the beginning. So then when it get, came back to him, he was just like, you know what? Let's just go with that. Absolutely. And I'm happy to have JJ back. I'm loving having his vision front and center. Um, but yeah, moving right along. Actually, real quick, uh, we are both... Uh, Tyler on three. Gonna pause real quick. Okay. One, two, three. Alrighty, and back on the warpath here. I wanted to do a quick check on other audio. Uh, it, uh... Lord Doling, I'm gonna let yeah. you read off this article about our favorite Imperial defector, not Iden Versio, of course, but Bodhi Rook. Buddy having Got a uh, have having an issue with uh, getting to Star Wars Celebration, unfortunately. Yeah, so back in April, much of the Star Wars family and friends gathered in Chicago for the Star Wars Celebration. Uh, Rogue One's Reese Ahmed was among those uh, ex- expected to attend, but he had to cancel at the last minute. And the reason was because of racial profiling at the airport. Let me How say does that, that again. Happen? <laughs> Racial profiling at the airport. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the poor guy. You know, while at CAA's Amplify Leadership Summit earlier this week, a conference focusing on issues of diversity and multicultural issues, Riz Ahmed spoke up about this. He said that uh, he's basically being uh, constantly held up, searched, and interviewed at airports for the past 15 years due to his Pakistani background. And it's caused him to miss out on meeting fans at the Star Wars celebration uh, when Homeland Security denied him boarding his plane. So this mm-hmm. is absolutely terrible. Mm-hmm. Let me find what he says. Yeah, the Star Wars celebration people, they apologized for it. Uh, but tons of fans uh, left the convention that day, uh, disappointed to not see Riz. And uh, it was just terrible. Yeah. I mean, like, seriously? Well, he, he's one of those Star Wars actors, especially with this new guard. Um, and aside from it being a much more diverse uh batch of people um that have a lot more work beyond star wars like riz ahmed has an entire um music career and Mm -hmm. acting credits beyond playing bodie rook like you know this isn't like no shade this isn't like billy d or um like someone who plays like a bit Star Wars character, like he like very much like um, what's his name? Something Faison who was on Scrubs. Donald Faison. Donald Faison. I thought it was Donald. Thank you. Like he has like an entire career pre Star Wars. Then a lot of those people are kind of coming for more of like the non Star Wars stuff to meet mm-hmm. that specific person. Like for Faison, it's Scrubs fans. You're like Sarah Michelle Geller. Yeah, she plays the seventh sister, but it's freaking Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Right. So, like, you know, like, the fact that, like, this guy who is, you know, fairly famous, like, he was in Venom. Mm-hmm. Like, he, he, he's been in a lot of stuff. Like, that that sucks. Right. Like, I remember I remember when it happened, um, and all they could really say at Celebration was just that, you know, Reese Ahmed was not able to make it due to circumstances not of his own, I believe is what they said. Um, and I'm surprised. I mean, I'm sure it was kind of talked about 
as to what it was, but I'm surprised that it's really making major news now. You know, it's it's July, yeah. and that happened at the beginning of April. Um, but no, I mean, it's just, that's exactly what's kind of going on for a lot of people, and possibly uh, why they didn't want to bring it up with Star Wars Celebration, or, or he wanted to, is uh, just because of the fact that that's such a hot topic right now, which is awful to have to not talk about something like that but for some reason that's what i feel like is happening when you know i'm hearing about the story just now exactly like it's 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 just such murky waters to like try to traverse that because you know on one hand like you have the issue of um you know oh no riz ahmed can't make it to star wars celebration for reasons um and then like you know Disney has to walk a tightrope at that point between making like political news and saying, this is why Riz Ahmed can't be here. Mm -hmm. And also try to balance having all of the headlining entertainment news that week. Right. Like between rise of Skywalker, clone wars, fallen order, Mandalorian, all of this stuff. Plus just talking about Disney plus like that is a whole lot of like, that's a whole lot of business news. That's a whole uh -huh. lot of entertainment news. And then Disney throws a grenade in there and goes, also, now let's talk about, um, it, like, somewhat of, like, an immigration uh, or racial tension story. Mm -hmm. That's just, it, it, it's just a, a big ball of very, very strange um, concurrent stories all overlapping all at once. Um, well, that's some, that's something I kind of saw that from his point of view, from Reese, is he didn't say anything as at least from what I've seen negative concerning Lucasfilm or Disney or you know they're trying to stop me. I'm sure he understood kind of what he needed to do when it came to you know this yeah. whole situation. And as he talked about before, he's dealt with this many times, so it may have just been a hey. It's happening again. Can't make it. And then however they handled it, they handled it. And he was fine with it because, you know, he understood. Yeah. Which, you know, and I, I mean, you know, I, if I were him, I don't think I could have handled it with that amount of tact. Mm -hmm. I feel like there was a part of me that just goes, hey, you ever seen Rogue One? <laughs> Did you see Venom? That's me. Right. Let, like, I need to get on this flight because I was in these two nerd movies. Well, maybe um, maybe they they saw uh, Venom. You did you guys see Venom? They're like, we don't want that bastard in here. <laughs> he's like, he's like, begin human trials. You know, anybody yeah. who says the phrase that guy begin, was a son of a bitch. Yeah, anyone who him. says begin human trials should obviously just be it was kept away from completely. Using poor people. Hey, but by the same token, if we're talking about Riz Ahmed's characters, if there was an issue on the flight, he's the pilot. <laughs> yeah. That's 90% of his dialogue in Rogue One is, I'm the pilot, I'm the pilot, I'm the pilot. Do you hear that, the government? We're talking to you. Yeah, we're <laughs> directly to you, FBI agents monitoring all of the devices being used in this conversation. Yeah, exactly. Just Better. Knock knock. It sucks We're when here real life with the... has to like get involved in our happy times. Yeah, you know, right. Coming in with the like, solutions. 
Sorry, what were you saying, Tyler? We keep accidentally speaking over each other. We're terrible. It's, it's fine. I'm just saying we're coming in with the solution, so they should have called yeah. us. We can all vouch for Riz Ahmed. Oh, for sure. I mean, yeah, at the end of the day, it's it's awful. And um, without going too much into a non-Star Wars <laughs> topic, um, it's it's not that great of a time that we're going through right now where that is a normal thing that just happens every once in a while where you get stopped just because for you know for what they would say is no reason particularly but you know <laughs> it's understandable what's actually going on and um yes it, that's what kind of makes it awful and i like you were saying before i do commend him on the uh respectful nature he had of just being like you know what this is what's going on it's not great but he didn't necessarily put the blame on you know anybody in the company he worked for or you know anybody that he works with um yeah i appreciated that but is there any way that we have confirmed this is racial profiling or did he just allege it i mean beyond the fact that like he's a pakistani dude and like He's an actor who's like definitely not going to try to bomb the place, like mm, to yeah. just offhandedly go, like insofar as you're the brown dude in the room, I need to scan you, and like the person not knowing, oh, also you're a singer, actor, rapper, mm-hmm. <laughs> like I, oh, go meet your nerd fans at I, in Chicago. I think it also has to do with the fact that it's happened to him so many times, you know? Yeah, that um, too. Like, even I've, if it wasn't a profiling thing, he's just kind of sensitive to it at this point. Yeah, I've flown many times and never had any issues, you know? And, and so for somebody to have a lot of issues, um, and of course, having such a big issue to make him, you know, not be able to go to such a great big event... Um, of course, it's going to touch a nerve, and of course, it's going to kind of play off of those emotions that he's felt um, around every other time that this has happened. Yeah, absolutely. But, uh, yeah, that is uh, poor old Bodie Rook getting <laughs> stuck with uh, TSA, which is unfortunate. But At least they didn't forward. put the uh, board gullet onto him. <laughs> We'll know the truth. I'm upset. <laughs> Hi, Travis. Um. Oh, I love. I love. I love any any excuse to talk about Borgullet makes me a happy boy. Yeah, um, I mean, it's hard to n- say the word Borgullet without saying Borgullet. Borgullet. We'll know the truth. There's just something so hilarious about that scene, and like. Forrest Whitaker, like, just decides he's going to chew on the scenery. His lazy eyelid. Yeah, just makes it, you know? Sorry, when I'm pulling my saw voice, my cat does not like it. Aw, Kitty is not a fan of saw Napoleon! Stop napping! (laughs) Is that the cat's name, Napoleon? Yes. I love that so much. He's named after... He's named after my real favorite movie. Sorry, Star Wars. uh, Napoleon Dynamite. See, that's how I classify my movies, is that, like, I go, my my, my thing is, is, I don't want to be like, well, what's your favorite movie? And I will say, my favorite movie that does not involve a lightsaber or a superhero. Yeah. 
and I'll, I'll be like, you know, it's a tie between Pulp Fiction and The Princess Bride. Oh, The Princess Bride. And I feel like Bride knowing that like, those two movies are my favorite things to watch says a lot about me as a person. Well, it's just that, about what you enjoy <laughs> to watch, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I enjoy just watching. Somewhere between English Motherfucker and As You Wish is me. <laughs> <laughs> I enjoy watching any Star Wars for what it is, and there's so much. Uh, you know, material for it, and it means so much to me. But I could probably throw in Napoleon Dynamite at any second and be content. You know, there's some times where I, I can't do that with Star Wars. So That's fair. That's fair. So you guys can listen to my Napoleon Dynamite podcast. No, I'm just kidding. I'd I, 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 I turn into a Napoleon cast. It would be one episode. I got skills, the podcast. <laughs> I've got skills cast. I got skills cast, yeah. Coming soon to the Dewback Network, the I got skills cast. Jenny, you fat large and get some dinner. <laughs> Eat your food. Eat the food. You know what one of my favorite movies are? And like, I don't even want to. I don't even think I can honestly say it's a guilty pleasure. Like, I think <laughs> it's just a pleasure, even though I know it's not that good. Have either of you ever seen The Men Who Stare at Goats? No, but I know about I've, it. I've heard of it, but... Travis, who's sitting next to us waiting to start Hall of Heroes, slowly sits up from his seat when I brought it up. So it's this hilarious movie. It's um, Ewan McGregor and George Clooney. Yeah, I know. Yeah. And um, George Clooney is this, like, weird uh, veteran who, like, knows all these, like, really strange techniques because he was a part of a government program to like breed nonviolent super soldiers. Okay. Um, and after, and then they started and they called themselves Jedi. Um, oh, but whenever, uh, George Clooney's character is explaining this to you and McGregor's character, you and McGregor looks up and he's like, well, what's a Jedi? <laughs> and like, even as a kid, I was like, that's the funniest thing ever. <laughs> like, it, like we all get the joke, right? Ewan McGregor doesn't know what a Jedi is, but um, kiss. <laughs> but it is like beyond that, it is just such a strange, hilarious movie. Like it's, I'm never gonna claim that it's like an amazing film, and like I can hear Connor Chiquiti from across the multiverse mm -hmm. screaming about Coraline right now. Yeah, um, I, I was listening to your guys' last episode, and I was like, man, this guy loves Coraline. <laughs> yeah, he is. Coraline is his shit. We're just waiting for him to um, approach TJ about starting a Coraline-based podcast, where he'll just like do a scene-for-scene -scene breakdown um, of the film. But no, I love the men who stare at goats. I cannot, never, I will never not watch that movie. Yeah, I, um, I, I won't say to anybody that Napoleon Dynamite's a good movie. It just happens to be a movie I love. <laughs> I, I would say Napoleon Dynamite on the whole is a good movie. Well, I appreciate that. <laughs> why, is it, why is there Napoleon Dynamite 2? <laughs> Mike, what, what, what's your guilty pleasure movie? Because we only have one more topic and we might as well like just go for time here. <laughs> it was a light week. I wish you could say that about Hall of Heroes later. Yeah, right. Hall of Heroes is going to be a long boy. <laughs> either the dark crystal or excalibur i mean excalibur is my favorite movie it's this 1980s b movie about knights 
you know, dragons, you know, falling in love, kings and queens, princesses, incest, lust, Whoa. you know, fights. You know, it's it's got this great Wagner soundtrack, and there's something so good about it, something so spiritual and whole, so much good energy, and it makes me very happy. It was one of, like, the earliest movies I saw that had naked people in it, so that's one of the reasons why I remember it. Yeah. Uh, Helen Mirren's in it. Uh, what, what's his face? Uh, Ewan McGregor's in it. Uh, Noticing a pattern here. Continue. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. it, it, the the level of you know earlier um, I made a joke at Michael that he's the guy that Freud wrote all of his work about. <laughs> yeah, it's he, true. He always makes it's jokes true. about naked people, he and he comes right man. back to it and like had to out himself. <laughs> oh man! The the jump that it took from you know adventure knights good versus evil incest. Uh, dragon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was oh, like, whoa, man. whoa, whoa. Well, I was having a conversation with uh, Spencer. Is he? We were we were together over the weekend. We we're hanging out with Joel before they all went out of town again. And he mentioned he was like he was like man. He's like I love having Mike on the show. He's like he's so fun and funny to listen to because of how out of control he is. <laughs> and he's like I'm sure there are people at home who are either wondering either if it's an act or are legitimately concerned for his safety and well being and the well being of those around him. We've all been there. Yeah. yeah, we all. Yeah, I've been here for about four years. Yeah, have you been here for four years? What? In the garden <laughs> of my mind. Oh, the no. garden of your mind. <laughs> what the fuck? I'm so confused. He's been with this realm for about four years. <laughs> <laughs> like I've been in this host for about four years now. <laughs> Does his skin look a... like it fits correctly? <laughs> I mean, it did until you mentioned that. <laughs> now, now I'm like noticing that it's just a. It's it's like a. It's like Men in Black. Yeah. Like does he like, keep asking it's not, it's for like water? Your suit. Oh, now he's pantomiming taking his own face off. For those of you at home. <laughs> oh man, oh, I just yo y'all are mad lads, Tyler. I'm sorry you ended up on this shit show of an episode. We'll be sure to have you back on when it's not Mike off his meds. Um, <laughs> Oh, it's one of those episodes. I didn't know I would have gotten off mine. <laughs> Come join the party. <laughs> Woo, well, I'm sad. Uh... Let's go. <laughs> Hell yeah, brother. So, uh, moving right along. We, uh, there's, Segway there's off no of that. no transition from like, guilty pleasure movies, skin suits, and being off your meds in the battlefront. Um. So we uh, we got a, the June update for Battlefront uh, last week. Uh, it's a lot of fun. I didn't get a chance to play it yet, but from the gameplay I've seen, lots of cool stuff finally added to the game. So, incoming transmission. It was around this time last year when we first announced that Star Wars Battlefront Two would be heading into the Clone War. We've since been to Geonosis. New reinforcements and heroes have joined the ranks and the war between the Republic and Separatists continues to rage across the galaxy in capital supremacy. The Clone Wars don't end here. Starting this month on June 26th, obviously, like I said, this from last week, we have more Clone Wars content coming to Battlefront 2 as part of the Where Are Those Droidicas update. <laughs> so we have a new capital supremacy map. We have uh, Naboo. The conflict is spread to the streets of Theed, 
as this month we were bringing capital supremacy to Naboo. The capital city of Theed is one of the most iconic locations within the Clone Wars prequel era, and we're excited to bring uh, hiccups, oh my god, <laughs> to be bringing capital supremacy to this fan-favorite map. When you deploy onto Naboo, you will notice that there's a set that it's set at dusk. The embered sky adds a great layer of atmosphere to the city. Alongside the dust setting, you'll notice that the city streets are showing signs of previously fought battle and skirmishes. Romantic ambiance meets war-torn streets. And that is Naboo at its best, if you ask me. <laughs> the entirety of the battle takes place within the city streets itself, making Naboo a great location for those wanting to experience urban conflict from within the Star Wars universe. Uh, next, we have new reinforcements. The Droidica, a.k.a. Destroyer Droids. Now, if there was one reinforcement, what was that? Before we, we jump into that, are you guys excited that Droidicas are coming to the uh, the game? I am. Oh, yeah, man. I mean, I mean they're freaking Droidicas. I mean, those things were the toughest to kill in uh, LEGO Star Wars, so it'll be fun to fi- figure out how to bring them down. You know, you, you, like you just gotta spam it like double jump. I know, yeah, yeah, but like I remember being on the the droid control ship for forever because I couldn't get off the damn thing into the MTT. You know, <laughs> oh because yeah, there were always those droid because that like it, I didn't know about that. They're like A A B A A B A A B. I never. <laughs> so you were playing on the Wii? No, uh, GameCube. Oh, GameCube. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. Because that's something from the original uh, Battlefronts that always threw a wrench in the when, when you were fighting the droids. I I would always just anytime there was a droid, I was just like, man, who invited these guys to the party? Because it just changed <laughs> it changed what you what you did, and um, I just have to play it and see. Um, if they're able to integrate it well, because before you were just basically playing against the computer. Most, you know, most people played, uh, Battlefront with friends and locally, uh, the old ones, but, um, I'll have to see how they're able to put it in with this huge multiplayer, especially with these, uh, huge brawls they're, they're doing now that last, you know, hours at this point. (laughs) Well, yeah, well, Capital Supremacy, uh, Michael, I don't know if you've played the newer Battlefront 2 much, or have at least played since a lot of the Clone Wars updates, um, but the game of Capital Supremacy, um, for those of you at home, and uh, Mike, who I don't think has played this mode yet, it, it plays like the old school Battlefront, mm-hmm. where like, there's like a series of command posts, um, so like, capture all the command posts, get enough reinforcements, and then you transition into attacking the enemy capital ship. So, like, you capture all the command posts. You can actually go on the ship, it's, right? it's, it's, yep. it's not a matter... It, you, there's no, like, naval combat getting up there, though. Like, you capture all the command posts, and then you transition to... Now you're inside of the Republic and or Separatist cruiser and trying to, like, blow it up from the inside. The thing is, is that it doesn't... If you successfully board the ship, but don't successfully destroy it, the game just goes back to the command post mode. So, in theory... A capital supremacy match can last several hours. Yep. If each team is like playing either incredibly well or incredibly poorly, um, kind of bouncing everybody back and forth. And it just gets um, more and more ridiculous. That's the thing because people get more and more points, which means more and more vehicles and more and more power ups and more and more heroes. And it's like, 
this this isn't getting any easier and it doesn't seem like it's going to end anytime soon. <laughs> oh no, it, it takes an act of God sometimes. Cause <laughs> like it, Anakin it, Skywalker. It, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just, you know, five uh, nerfs later and still is incredibly broken. <laughs> um, from the gameplay I have seen though, Tyler, to address what you were saying about the droidicas, uh, they they are very well balanced. Um it's basically a second reinforcement or a second enforcer essentially for the separatists. So they have the super battle droids whenever you have enough points and you want to spawn in as a B2. Mm-hmm. Um, this is second, like this isn't replacing the B2. It's just a second option next to it. I see. Um, which I hope they do that for the rest of the factions. Like I hope to get extra, you know, I hope they replace the Wookiee warrior for the Republic at some point soon. Um, and put some type of like clone commando or something in there. That's uh, but that's understandable because you know they didn't take Wookies with them every single place they went in the Clone Wars. No, like keep them on Kashyyyk for sure. Yeah, but, like, give us something else that makes a little bit more sense in the canon. But um, the droids, the the only issue I think a lot of people have been saying that they have is that the um, animation for it closing up to roll. And then opening back up is a little long, so mm-hmm. you have to cut. You have to be cautious of when you're leaving yourself defenseless. I see. Um, that and that the uh, I think it gets into it here is that like the blaster fire isn't as powerful when your shield is up. Mm-hmm. So the like mm-hmm. part of like the oomph behind each blaster bolt is kind of uh, taken away. Uh, but as it read here, re- uh, reads here. If there is one reinforcement that we know is high on our community's wish list, it's the Droidica. Of course, we have a bit of history with this, and while we won't focus on the past, let's just say that your passion and enthusiasm for these rollies was not missed. Um, do you guys remember Droidica Gate during the Kashyyyk update? Did you guys hear about that? No. no. So they, were, they released this like huge, beautiful art of um, a couple of like the clones and the new skins and everything mm-hmm. uh, battling on Kashyyyk. And in the background, um, there was a <laughs> there was what they said was a crashed speeder bike. Okay. Um, however, everybody looking at it went, "That's a droidica," <laughs> um, and then there was like a droidica in the middle of it, and everyone's getting excited that maybe they might be adding a droidica to the game. Mm-hmm. Um, when they they kept saying it's a crash, part of a crashed speeder bike. You guys are reading too much into it. Um, so. That, that's what that line's a reference to, and I'm glad they just, like, addressed it up front and just said, yeah, whether or not we did put a Droidica in that artwork is up to you, <laughs> but how, they're here now. How many so, times yeah, are they going to... How many times are they going to use that, though? Because remember for uh, The Last Jedi, when they said Ray's parents are nobody, they, there's that deleted scene where he said, your parents are a tra- uh, crashed uh, speeder. But we all knew they were Droidicas. <laughs> <laughs> Ray is a Ray is a Droidica confirmed. I mean, even that's what I thought. Droidica and a speeder. How do you pass a Droidica off as a speeder? My God, <laughs> it was funny though because people lost their minds. It was totally not the hill worth dying on. If people still lost it, <laughs> don't tell that. One to of the ev- most fear. What was that? There, there. Every hill is a hill to die on. So don't let. let... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> don't let anybody know. A that. lot of people have made up their mind that they're going to die on the hill. Of, um, <laughs> Uh, certain aspects of the fandom, so can't can't stop them, I guess. Nope, nope, nope. 
One of the most feared droids finally joins the Separatist army, wielding twin blasters and personal deflector shield generators, making them a formidable foe for anyone that faces off against them in combat. Destructive weaponry and a powerful shield aren't their only characteristics, as their ability to transform and swiftly relocate has become synonymous with them. Primary weapon. Twin blaster cannons. Short-range heavy weapons deal significant damage to those unfortunate enough to find themselves caught in their crossfire. The droidica can maintain full control of the blasters regardless of whether they're stationary or advancing upon their target. Don't let them get near. Hmm. Ability 1. Wheel form. The droidica folds its cannons and legs into its chassis and becomes able to, tra to traverse the battlefront and breakneck speeds. The wheel form can be activated both with the ability button and by pressing the sprint button, which also further increases its movement speed while in wheel form. Additionally, the droidica can exit ball form can exit ball mode either by pressing the ability button or activating the shield generator, uh, or by holding down the fire button. Were you laughing ability at ball to... mode? Michael was. I was. I, I heard a little chuckle. Just kind of. <laughs> Separatists, you know, they're like these billionaire evil geniuses. They couldn't have come up with a better, you know, term for roly-poly, you know. You couldn't come up with a better term than roly-poly? Well, I'm not a separatist. A better term. <laughs> a better term than ball mode? Yeah, a better term than ball mode. Uh, ability to overload, same thing that all the enforcers have, basically, where, you know... You shoot faster, just spray and pray mode. Mm -hmm. Ability 3, Energy Shield. The shield acts as a secondary health pool for the Droidica that is the first combatant that can shoot out from it. Uh, so, you know, you can, unlike like, the shields that you can put up as like Leia or the Officer, and like you shoot but, it, like, and it does like the noise from Phantom Menace. Now, like this one, you can actually shoot out of it like a Droidica. Yeah. But this is going to be like, like a separate. Like so you have thing. to deplete the shield's health, and then you can attack the droidica. No, no, no. I mean, sorry. I mean, the droidica itself, though, it's not like some sort of hero. Like, it's an actual playable character. Yeah, but you yeah. still have to, like, buy it with points like the super battle droid. It's going to get to the point where just we're going to have entire battles no, with people. You, you, well, you, you, that's the thing, though, is, like, you can only have, like, a max of, like, three or four in the battle. Oh, that's true. Time. Yeah, they have numbers. The reinforcements. It's funny, somebody can hack it. It's, like, just, like clones yeah. just, like... Just fighting an entire yeah. army of droid, because that would be difficult. Yeah. Now, much... Although... What were you going to say, Tyler? Uh, much like doing a Saul Guerrero impression anytime I hear droidicas I would just want to say they're no match for droidicas <laughs> where are those droidicas <laughs> this is where I'm missing uh, TJ because he and I love to make fun of the incredibly problematic Neimoidian accent from the prequels yeah, that's like, what. All the complications down there. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's fine. There that's are bad fine. Asians out there. I hear, I know, but like, what? Travis's <laughs> face, oh, man, that sounded terrible. What do you think <laughs> World War II was, for God's sake? Stop. Um, <laughs> Jesus Christ, Mike. Um, no, but like, but this, how goofy they sound. I, that's exactly like every time. Well, oh, those so all villains can be British, but once it's okay. <laughs> it's true. Think about it. Think about it, honey. It's true. I mean, the actors were British. British actors who were good at playing villains. <laughs> think about it, though. All villains are British. Just think about it. 
how do you think the Brits feel? I've been there. <laughs> I mean, they kind you know, of they're very self-appreciating, but you were the one who was. You talked about how evil Britain was before this podcast even started. Why do you think Brits always play villains? <laughs> Not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so Droidicas. So Droidicas, thank you, Tyler. Oh, no problem. He's never coming back on the show. He's, he's, I can hear it in his voice. He's like, I never want to talk to these crazy bastards again. <laughs> never sharing this show ever again. Jesus Christ. Um, uh, but no, like I was saying, um, the shield generator, you can turn it on and off. Uh, also, but if you like blast, like if someone like depletes the shield's health, you can't turn it back on. So you're kind of just uh, dead in the water at that point. Because um, it is very squishy health-wise uh rolling onto the battlefield uh like i said june 26th and then they're adding the tx-130 tanks from uh battlefront 2 which i'm a big uh, fan not to of be outshot- what was that i'm a big fan of oh me too i just i don't i'm not much of a vehicle guy mm. like i like, like that that's never been my speed uh, no pun intended, but like I've always loved this tank. I've always like there's just been something about the design that has yep. always very much appealed to me. I, um, I see the TX one. There's not someone in the turret like in the original games, because um, it was always it, what it looks like in the what they're showing. You don't have someone's head sticking out because that was fun in the original games where you had to snipe the person in the turret. Yeah, like, get him out and then try to take out the tank as mm-hmm. a whole. Um, God, now I just want to... Now I really, really badly want to play Old School Battlefront 2. Like, <laughs> I don't even want to play the update. I just want to, like, play the old one. Um, my favorite thing to do, a little bit of a tangent here, is I will time myself. And I will turn on the invincibility cheat code and see how quickly, while invincible, I can beat Galactic Conquest. <laughs> that sounds good. Like I won't, I won't even buy any of the other classes. Like I'll do it just with like the standard clone trooper. Mm-hmm. Turn on invincibility, put on a timer, and be like, "How quickly can I beat Galactic Conquest?" Um, which I kind of want to do now, really. Uh, not to be outshined by the Separatists, the Galactic Republic will be receiving a new reinforcement in the form of the TX one thirty Saber class fighter tank. The TX one thirty will provide the Galactic Republic with an armored fighting vehicle that is both quick and defensive. The speed allows the TX-130 to enter into battle, deal damage, and then make its escape. A great balance between agility and power. Primary weapon, laser cannons. A pair of, he- a pair of heavy laser cannons sit upon the TX-130 and act as its primary weapon system despite having a fixed firing line. The versatile nature of the tank means that it can quickly maneuver to ensure enemies are within its line of sight. Ability 1, Laser Barrage. The Laser Barrage ability on the TX-130 fires a short laser cannon barrage of continuous blaster fire. During this time, the TX-130 will fire automatically for a short period of time. This ability is the perfect counter for when you encounter multiple small and fast-moving targets such as enemy droids or speeders. Once the automatic firing sequence is complete, laser barrage will go into a recharge state until it's ready to be fired again. Ability 2. Rockets. Just rockets. I think clever on that one. We, uh, we, 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 know, what, we know what rockets do. Really? Uh, 
<laughs> we know how rockets operate. Oh, rockets. Um, yeah, I think I've seen those. Yeah. <laughs> Stay, uh, keep your they eyes open. go to the moon. Stay. Yeah, they go to the moon. I was going to say keep your eyes open uh, on Thursday, because I think they might be shooting some rockets up in the air everywhere in this country. Oh, that's a good yeah. point. What is it, the 5th of, uh, <laughs> never? No. I don't know. Are you implying that we're not independent from England yet? <laughs> Mike shrugs like he's actually going to say that out loud on the air. Um, well, he said all bad uh, guys are from Britain. All bad guys are British. And if we're not independent from Britain, then we're all British. Second British invasion, you know, first <laughs> British invasion, they're culturally, like, no one can see you doing like the little pixie fingers. No one except for me. Tyler can't see it. No one at home can see it. You're just sitting in front of me with your tongue hanging out of your mouth doing pixie fingers across the length of the table in front of us. Pixie fingers. Pixie fingers. Yeah, he's like kind of like Salt Bay. Like he's just kind of like sprinkling oh, it across. Oh, I see. <laughs> and I confuse people by saying fucking pixie fingers, and none of you looked at me and said, "What the fuck are pixie fingers?" Except for Tyler. <laughs> Oh, God. I think Tyler should just host Newback Discussion. I think I should pass it on to him. <laughs> this is his problem now to fix this show. Oh, jeez. Oh, boy. Activate, uh, charge mode is the third ability. Um, activating this ability will toggle the primary fire into charge mode. While in charge mode, the TX-130 will gain the ability to charge up a massive charged bolt that fires simultaneously from both left and right turrets at the expense of some maneuverability. Charge mode is the perfect ability to use when facing a slow-moving target. But who really so, needs to move know. in the game, you know? Yeah, oh, yeah. I mean, but honestly, though, like, all jokes aside, I my, like, cheat to get uh, battle points really quickly during Galactic Assault, if you're playing for the Republic, is to um, hop in the LAAT gunship and mm-hmm. just wait for the MTT to be vulnerable and if you just spam the laser turret, it, like, racks up the points really quickly. Hmm. Like, it registers as, like, dam- like dealing a whole lot of damage all at once. If you spam, like, if you just, like, not hold it down like you're supposed to, but just... And just, like, rack it up. Um, you'll spend 400 battle points to get in the LAAT and then leave it with, like, 3,000. Hmm. Um, and if you're someone like me who's just playing as long as they can before they can get a hero and then start fucking shit up as a, with a lightsaber. Um, that's my strategy for it. Uh, but I might hop into this tank and see if I can put in like an equal amount of damage with that uh, charged ability, because that sounds like you could do a lot of damage if you're firing, at like again, like in Galactic Assault with the NCT. Unless the tank is exclusive to um, Capital Supremacy, which I hope it isn't, but yeah. i have to find out later. Um, um, I don't know yes. if, if, if it would really work in other game types. I mean, probably, but they, I, from what I saw, they didn't announce that it'd be in other game types. And I don't know if they announced that even Droidicas would be in other game types. Well, I believe the Droidicas are just a new reinforcement across the board. I've okay. said, I'll have to find out because I haven't had a chance to play yet. Um, but looking forward to it and then this is my favorite part of the announcement because i was waiting for this from the moment they added anakin to the game new appearances this is skywalker on site and ready to assist (laughs) 
Deploying into the battlefront this month is the General Skywalker appearance for Anakin. This iconic look comes out of the Crucible of the Chrome Wars animated series from Anakin's many fights throughout the galaxy. During the height of the conflicts between the CIS and the Republic, some Jedi opted to wear armored robes and gear more than traditional robes to protect them in the heart of battle. As intense combat was all, almost always a challenge, Anakin faced head-on in something he had to be ready for on, an opponent, on, a, on a moment's notice blah, 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 during <laughs> the war. He was often seen wearing this outfit both in and out of combat. After the hardships he faced during the Battle of Geonosis, Anakin evolved into one of the greatest generals in the Grand Army of the Republic, often leading the 501st Legion into battle as the tip of the spear. And he never did uh, anything call... wrong. No. Nothing... Anakin Skywalker never did anything wrong. Yeah, nothing happened. He just was a great general. And then <laughs> the end. Before... During or after the Clone Wars, Anakin Skywalker was a saint. Oh, yes. What a nice boy. There is, there is, what a nice boy. Mm -hmm. He is not a drop of blood on his mechanical arm. Such a handsome <laughs> no. boy. Only on oh, those. Ever Voldemort quote again. That was great. I love that. I love that when he, he touches Cedric's face with his foot. Like, oh, Harry, I'd almost forgotten you were here. <laughs> I wish you could see the face he makes when he does this shit, Tyler. I'm thinking about None it. None of us feel safe. None of us feel safe. I'm I'm scared and I'm a state away. Yeah, you're yeah, you're you're a whole ass state away. He, he's like damn near slithering out of this desk chair. <laughs> okay, Stop. I was Stop, you didn't need to hiss. You didn't need to hiss. Everyone heard that. you hiss. Now everyone's uncomfortable. We all need a shower now. Why why'd you why I need a shower right now? <laughs> <laughs> it's like 100 degrees uh, here. Okay, no one is aware of the fact that this room is incredibly hot because I had to turn off the AC so you just start screaming about you needing a shower everyone at home just thinks you fucking reek I'm not reek I, I'm, I'm not oh. Theon Greyjoy I'm reek I'm reek I'm reek <laughs> is he still squirming yeah, he's down, he's squirming a lot. That's um, what I'm. No, this is the thing with mind. Mike, and this is like 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 this is one of the things I love about him, like on a conversational level. But I didn't think about when I approached him with co-hosting this when TJ gave me the reins as the host. Was that like I need to be careful with every sentence I say because it will turn into him using it as a reference and start quoting something, and I need to be very careful. With accidentally quoting something, because shit like that will happen. We all have done? those people in our lives. <laughs> oh, I'm one of them, too. I just, <laughs> I, I keep my shit on a leash. Are we okay to move on, Mr. Doling? Okay. What the shit? Anyway, uh, we have a couple more uh, new clone trooper appearances. Uh, we have the 212th Recon Division. Um, and we have the 41st Scout Battalion. Oh, I love scouts. So, me too. So we got lots of cool new skins coming to the game for the clones as well. Uh, a little further ahead, we've talked a bit about Capital Supremacy over the last few months. The feedback we've received has been hugely valuable as has all the discussion around the game modes in general. As we move through the summer, we hope to add... We hope to... We hope... We... La, 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 la. We plan to add new ways to play 
uh, epic battles. For players who want something besides traditional PvP, we'll have more to share on this later in the year. Outside of game modes, one of the most requested content additions comes in the form of more planets. Coming later this year will be a brand new planet to Star Wars, to Star Wars Battlefront 2, a colorful jungle world of Felucia will be arriving later in 2019 and is being built for capital supremacy. Wow. We can't wait to take on to take one of the most iconic planets of the Clone Wars era and bring it into the game. I would beg to differ that it is one of the most iconic in the Clone War. <laughs> it shows up in the show a few times, but like if you say to me what's the first thing you think about of Felucia? First thing I think of is Ala Sakura being turned into Swiss cheese. I mean, that was like, during the Clone Wars. I know, but I'm just saying, like, when I think of, like, a massive, like, battle, I, I would think, like, you say iconic Clone War planet, mm-hmm. I'm going to think Christophsis. Mm. Or, um, Utapau. Right, right. Like, that's where I would sooner go, and I'd rather see Utapau. So I, man. Why do you say it like that? Selicamai, that was not... Selucamai. Selicamai. Selucamai. It's Selucamai. You're the one who says everything wrong on purpose. Tyler said Selucamai. I'm right. Sabic. Sabic. Sabak. Sabic. Sabak. Sabic. It's Sabak. Sabic. (laughs) They say Sabak in Solo. Saying it wrong, baby. Comics were there first, honey. I'll have to take your word for it. Are you like a middle-aged woman taking my order at a diner? What the hell is it? Say it again. So are you a middle-aged woman taking my order at the diner? Like, what is that? How do you know I'm not? (laughs) (laughs) He's got a point. Those of you at home and Tyler, none of you are seeing the crazed look in his eyes as he's going, how do you know I'm not? Ask if you want some Jawa juice. I want a spicy sriracha. (laughs) You want some Jawa juice? You want some Jawa juice? I'll take some green milk. Yeah, right milk up, fresh milk. off the... Space cow titty milk? Space cow titty milk. Space but... cow titty milk, baby. <laughs> Utapau is definitely an iconic uh, map from the first... Uh, oh, from Battlefront 2, uh, the old one. Um, so maybe that's what they're referencing. Yeah. Or sorry, Felucia. Felucia. I, 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 I knew what you meant. Um, I, I don't know. I, me, personally, I want... I want a planet that's a little bit more. I don't know. I my favorite Star Wars planets are the ones that are more urban and like very city based. Like I like. Here's an easy one, Mon Calamari. Just make it fucking water. <laughs> you mean one of the hardest things to put in a video game? What water? Yeah, the physics and texture of water is some of the really? hardest things to animate ever. That's why um, pretty water is so appreciated. Yeah, that's why like people like freak out over like what like people like oh the water looks so good, like because it's incredibly difficult. I don't know. I like I like like planets that have like high spaces that I can throw shit off of in these games. Like that's why um, the Naboo Heroes versus Villains map is probably my favorite because it's just the reactor room mm. from Phantom Menace. I love the Kashyyyk. Uh, I'm sorry, is it Kashik? Uh, the Kashik uh, map. What's Kashik? Well, they said Kashik before in a game. It came up before Revenge of the Sith. It's not even I'm right. saying it wrong. It's Kashik. You know, in uh, the holiday special, it was called Kazook. They called it Gazook? Kazook. Yeah, it was Kazook. Kazook. Yeah, another Why awful thing about that. Kashyyyk? I thought that we had burned all of those. Videos. Dude, come Christmas, we're doing an audio commentary for it. Good luck. 
Yeah, that. Down for that. It's rough. I've not been able to make my whole way. That that, but that's why it's a challenge. I've not been able to watch it the whole way through in my entire life. I can't get. I can't get past the halfway. It's good night, not goodbye. Dun dun dun. dun. <laughs> Is that like goodbye, the terrifying form? No, that's that's the. What's it called? That's the bar song with um. I, what was her name? Akita. B. Arthur. Yeah, it was with B. Arthur. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, I went. Yeah, yeah. Tyler, you want to join us for our uh, holiday special audio commentary? No. But the thing, no, the, no. Wait. <laughs> no. I I will not put myself through that again. But we the did thing a- that was correct about that bar scene was that like the patrons were actually drunk. You know, like everybody the in the scene in them? episode four was like sober. But like, if you actually been to a bar, everyone's like, woo. Or maybe you that know? was just maybe that was just how lax the set was. Was it like actors were actually showing up to set just already schwammered because they knew what they were getting themselves into? That's what I. Yeah. That's what I would think. I like that interpretation, and that's why I couldn't be on your guys' commentary because I would have to be schwammered in order to do it. Whoa! The last so time I watched idea. it all the way through, I was like, "Why did I do this?" Yeah, for for the grown-ups in the room who are actually allowed to drink at the moment, we will have uh, we'll have adult beverages at the ready for when we watch it. Yes, Travis is like, put me on that do-back episode. We'll just have like some beverages out in front of us to you know take a shot anytime something batshit insane happens. You guys would die. Yeah, well we we talked about before. Yeah, we'd be dead. Yeah, we were talking before. This is before any of us were like of age for alcohol. I was having like one of my like yearly Star Wars marathons. And we were approaching Attack of the Clones. Like it was like the Duel of Fates was about to start in Phantom Menace. And I was like, when we're old enough, we should play a drinking game and take a shot anytime something cringy or anything like some someone that delivers a stupid line in Attack of the Clones. And then we all in unison went, we die. And I was like, okay, yeah. how about anytime there is a cringy line? Like not something stupid, but just oh. there's a cringy line. We die. <laughs> yeah. Okay. How about we take a shot every time Anakin says something really fucking cringy? We die. Well, that's the same amount as any time anyone else does. Because it's jealous. Him. He's holding me back. And then the classic Anakin rape face. <laughs> the, yeah. oh. Sure, that's pretty classic. Oh my god! No, 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 we we all like could not. We lost our shit watching it because it's like right after he's having the conversation with Padme in her apartment. It's like. As you wish, milady. And she turns and walks away, and he looks at her, and it's like, okay, that was kind of creepy. And she literally and says, "Yeah, stop, stop looking at me like that. Yeah. You're making me uncomfortable." Um, it's like as she walks away, he like he just starts looking at her. It's like, okay, that's kind of creepy. Yeah. And then like he slowly like animated Grinch movie style. His face slowly starts to curl, and then it does, like, the classic Star Wars wipe away, and it's like, hold on! Yeah. Padme just said, quit looking at me like that, and Anakin was, like, looking at her like that. So that's how Luke was conceived. Yeah. Okay. Padme was like, ooh, keep looking at me with your very pervy eyes, you horny little slave boy. I missed that part, that line that she said. Oh yeah, it was in it was in uh, one of the. You, you see, those are in one of the few scenes where either of them weren't fucking up their performance. <laughs> but she had to improv that line, so Lucas had to cut it. There's probably like the one good scene in that movie where uh, Hayden was just chewing on the scenery. <laughs> um, 
I love him. He's fantastic in Revenge of the Sith. God damn, Attack of the Clones is rough. Uh, but yeah, um, they also say here uh, that there's going to be a bunch of like community quests and such for uh, Battlefront 2, but they're for the most part taking July off, and then they'll be back in August uh, to talk about Felucia and other things. Uh, well, good so, for them yeah. having a break. Yeah, they, yeah. you know what? This game is like slowly becoming a fully fleshed out game a year and a half later. They earned a break. You're right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bosk was in this game before Anakin Skywalker or Obi-Wan Kenobi. And for that, I will never forgive Dice. <laughs> I, remember what? I will never, the Dice, like the developers, like I will never forgive them. Bosk is pretty uh, important. Yeah, Bosk, you know, the <laughs> crucial character who is, if you, if you're like, stop it. <laughs> Bounty hunters, they don't need this scum. That's what all the prequels were made about, right? To flesh out yeah, Bosk's yeah, character. Yeah. It was an entire trilogy dedicated to Bosk's origin story. <laughs> yeah. How he enslaves the Wookiees. Yeah. Know, and pelts them. Which is some pretty metal shit. <laughs> uh, before we wrap up here, Tyler, if you again would like to plug all of your shows and outlets and such so that the lovely people here, and by lovely people we mean like the crazy people who actually still listen to this show. And come listen to um, come find an actual quality Star Wars podcast. <laughs> oh my gosh! Well, to the crazy people who are listening, uh, like I said, we put on a weekly Star Wars podcast as well, where we cover news and do uh, we try and do funny segments. Uh, but it's called Chatter Squadron. It's on every podcast hosting site, and it's every Tuesday. Uh, we also put out a video of every episode on our Facebook and YouTube every Tuesday at noon Eastern. And then, like I was saying before, uh, July 4th is our first sketch. So if you want to go ahead and take a look at both of those social medias, you'll be able to watch the whole thing. And if you share it, man, you'll just warm my heart even more warm than it is in this July weather. So, yeah, absolutely. Be sure to share that around. And um, I promise, Tyler, in the event that you ever want to... <laughs> make the grave mistake of having either myself or Mike on, we will be, we will have kid friendly language on your show. Then if, if anything slips up, we have a uh, laser bolt to cover up. Yeah. Instead yeah, of, be like little... instead of bleeps to cover swears, we have laser bolts on the show. Okay. Okay. What? Like laser bolts. If you, if someone oh, was to make a, I, I... a accidental swear, we just do a I thought you said something else. Okay. See that I, I like that. I was gonna say it's either gonna be like a like a blaster bolt or it's gonna be like R two, like mother. Like, <laughs> that was more BB eight. We'll put we'll put that in our uh, uh, we'll put that in our soundboard too. Absolutely, I love that. Uh, moving right along, you guys, you guys know the drill. Uh, Mike, we got to set you up a Twitter. You guys can yeah. follow me at Twitter and Instagram at darkjedi2552. Be sure to follow Dubak Discussion on do uh, on on Dubook. Dubook, <laughs> the new the new Dubak Discussion social media platform, Dubook. Uh, be sure to like and follow Dubak Discussion on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And uh, be sure to listen to the other shows in the network, Hall of Heroes. Gore and more, jerk the curtain down the rabbit hole. 
Wicked Wednesday, and you're already listening to this one, so I think I covered all of them. Uh, Tyler, thank you so much for joining us. We are honored that you have joined us. Uh, thank you, and I can't think of a good Star Wars line to make a comeback to that, so I appreciate it either way. Say I have a bad feeling about this. <laughs> he should have said that at the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> When there was the cacophony of echoes. <laughs> nice yeah, use of the sounded, word cacophony. You know, it sounded like, you know, it sounded like, Mike, you keep talking while I pull up. Okay, Tyler, are you familiar with the Blu-ray version? Oh, yeah! <laughs> are you familiar with the Blu-ray version of uh, Ben Kenobi screeching? Um... Oh no! I mean, probably, but I I don't know the difference between that and the one I've probably known for a while. Okay, so in the original uh, version of A New Hope, I've been waiting to do this for a while. Uh, <laughs> they have um, like with a scene where like Luke or Obi Wan says Travis is dying because we go out our way to talk about this anytime we can in like a nerd gathering. Um, we have, they, 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 in the original, they have the scene where Obi-Wan saves Luke from the Tusken Raiders, mm-hmm. and he uses, like, the Force sound mimicry to sound like a crate dragon and scare away the Tuskens. Right. Now, this is a comparison. The first version is the version that is in the theatrical cut of the movie and has been in every previous version of the film, and it is immediately followed by the Blu-ray version. So, listen. So, this is the theatrical version. Yeah, and then Obi-Wan starts waving his arms to scare away the Tuskens. <laughs> I can't hear it. We'll find out if that actually came through on here. I, I couldn't hear it. Hold on. Well, don't worry about it. We'll figure it out. <laughs> uh, regardless, you guys know the drill. I uh, know where to follow everybody. Um, again, Tyler, thank you for joining us. Uh, and we are honored that all of you have joined us. And may the Force be with you. Always. And... Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Mulan Rouge. Where's all my soul, sisters? Let me hear your flow, sisters. Hey, sister, go, sister, soul, sister, flow, sister. Oh.
come through with the money in the garden belts. Let them know we bout that cake straight out the gate. Uh. We independent women, some mistake us for whores. I'm saying, why spend mine when I can spend yours? Disagree? Well, that's you, and I'm sorry. I'ma keep playing these cats out like a car. I heel shoes, getting love from the dudes. Four badass chicks from the Moulin Rouge. Uh. Hey, sisters, soul sisters. Better get that dough, sisters. We drink wine with diamonds in the glass by the case, the meaning of expensive taste. You wanna enjoy, enjoy, yeah, yeah. Come on, mocha, chocolate. What? Rio, lady, mama. One more time, come on. Mr. Mina here. We all 